Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by none other than Ricky Shetty, the digital nomad daddy blogger, uh, both of which we're going to talk about today. Ricky, thanks so much for joining us. Such an honor and a pleasure. I had you on my show, and now it's uh, time to flip it around, and I'm the guest, you're the host. So thanks for having me on your show. My pleasure. All right, so let's go back in time a little bit. Um, What is a digital nomad? Yes, that is an important question to answer. So if you look at the words digital nomad and you define it, digital means someone who's working online, someone who's making money online. And a nomad means someone who's traveling. So in short, a digital nomad is someone who's making money while traveling the world, and that's what we've been doing for the last couple of years. That is awesome. How did you become a digital nomad? Great question. Great question. I love these questions. So uh, I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada. I'm happily married to my wife, Anne, and we have three wonderful kids. And uh, growing up in Vancouver, uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, like living in Vancouver, I was feeling this uh, sense of discontent and like uh, wanting to travel more. And, uh, you know, as a dad of three young kids, I was thinking, okay, Probably when my kids are like uh, out of the home and I become empty nest dad, that's when I'll travel. But uh, when me and my wife started talking about it, we we're like, is this really what we want to do in our, with our life? Just live in a suburb and, uh, you know, the world's going to keep going the way it is. And we made a decision. Uh, in short, uh, me and my wife, after talking, that we were not going to wait. We, the best time is always now and there's no perfect time. So you got to do it when you can, when you're healthy and uh, fit and we were healthy and fit and the timing was the best when it was. So we ended up leaving Vancouver, BC, Canada on December 6th, 2016, almost two years to the day. And um, how did we become it? Basically, we have a process, which is to uh, sell. We sold a lot of stuff. We saved. Uh, we make money online, and we also get sponsorships. So we uh, get sponsorships through my travel blog, and I make multiple streams of income. And, of course, saving and selling helped with the financing of the whole trip as well. Uh, so uh, I've been to 81 countries now and six continents, and one of my big goals is to be the first family in human history to visit every single country in the world. Wow. So right there, that could have filled a book right there. And if you haven't written one about it, you probably should. Okay. So you decided to become a digital nomad. You have, how old are your kids? 
My daughter's six, my son is four, and I got a little guy who's two. And uh, speaking of books, I have uh, seven books about the seven continents written in, written in seven months, and it's kids' books. Uh, so I have a book about North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia, and Oceania. Um, sorry, Antarctica. And um, all these books talk about the 193 different countries. Um, so I teach them about the flags, I teach them about the capitals, I teach them about the food in the countries, I teach them about geography and history, sightseeing, uh, culture, and, and language. Uh, so I'm teaching kids to travel from a very young age, not just by doing it ourselves, but also inspiring other families to do it as well. Wow, seven books, seven continents, seven months. That is absolutely awesome. And I love that you're inspiring other families. So with all of that travel, what do you do in terms of your kids' education? Great question. Um, so we've tried a whole bunch of approaches, Seth. Uh, back in Vancouver, our hometown, we did public schooling. Uh, then we've tried private schooling. We've tried homeschooling. We've tried world schooling. We've tried unschooling, uh, road schooling, life schooling, you name it. Uh, so what I find um, is the best for us anyway, you know, education is such a um, personalized thing, right? So every family, every parent must make the decision on their own. But for us, we like the hybrid approach uh, where we've tried all these methods and we still have the integrated approach. Right now we're here in the Philippines, so we, we've been here for about five months. So we've put them in a local uh, private school here. Uh, when we were traveling last year, we were traveling quite um, fast through South America, like 12 countries in 12 months. So obviously when we were doing that, they, we couldn't put them in and out of private or public school. So then we were strictly world schooling, uh, homeschooling. We, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to teach them the basics, things like reading, writing, arithmetic. And then kids are so um, uh, curious, right? So they're learning all the time. I mean, they're learning about Machu Picchu and the Incas, not from textbooks or classrooms or from teachers, but from actually walking through the Inca ruins of Machu Picchu. Or they're learning about animals, not from zoos, but actually by going on animal safaris. And uh, so we're teaching them all the skills they need to learn. And plus more, we're teaching them about money management, confidence, empathy, volunteering, uh, giving back. We're teaching them about poverty and all these things that a lot of us don't learn when we're in traditional schooling. So, um, and it's something we're still working through, but right now I believe in a hybrid integrated approach for education. That is absolutely incredible. That experiential element where instead of reading in a textbook, they're literally right there. Um, that has obviously got to change their worldview dramatically, make them citizens of the world and give them a perspective that you simply can't get sitting in four walls. So absolutely love that. So then you're talking about how you, you, you sold a lot of your stuff. You talk about making money online and multiple streams of income. Talk about that a little bit for our entrepreneurial audience. Talk about how you're making money online and some of your multiple streams of income. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of my primary things I do is I do uh, business coaching, uh, both private. I also do small group coaching. Uh, I have about 15 different uh, online courses on Udemy. Um, you know, I have like almost uh, 10 uh, Kindle books right now. Uh, I do uh, travel blogging. So on my travel blog, I, I, I get sponsored, uh, paid sponsored posts. I also do affiliate marketing. So I get affiliate commissions on my YouTube channel. I get YouTube ad revenue. Uh, plus when I'm traveling, I actually do speaking and I do workshops. So like here in Manila, I'm doing a workshop seminar this Wednesday. And on uh, Saturday, I'm doing a full day workshop. And then from the full day workshop, which is physical in person, uh, then I sell them to online group coaching. And then for the people interested, I go from the group coaching to private one-on-one. And lately I've been doing something similar to you where it's more like done for you stuff. So I'll do, uh, if people need help uh, doing courses or books or podcasts, that kind of stuff, I, I can help them with those areas as well. That is absolutely incredible. And then how does that work if you're doing, let's say, a group coaching or one-on-one -on -one coaching 
um, that occurs on a, on a regular predictable basis. How are you doing that if you're not in Philippines for five months when you're doing a country every month? I'm so glad you asked. That's actually been quite challenging because uh, obviously we're switching time zones, which is sitting cities, countries, and continents. So um, it's been challenging. Like uh, last year, we were focused on South America. This year, we're focused on Asia. Next year, we're fo focused on Africa. So um, it was actually easier when we were in South America because if you look at the North America, South America, it's on the same uh, time zone. So it was much easier. Well, here, when we're in Asia, I'm actually having to work uh, on North American time zones. Uh, so when it's uh, morning for you, guys over there in the US or Canada it's late at night for me but I happen to be a night owl so I'm typically working like uh, 9 p.m. 10 p.m. 11 p.m. Uh, up to midnight so um, it works for me but honestly it has been tough uh, with the coaching calls uh, late at night um, but that's just something you have to just deal with uh, either you uh, get uh, clients who are in the same time zone or you just have to work on uh, according to the clients time zones okay so got to be on your game at three in the morning your time when you're doing a coaching call for 3 p.m. someone else around the world how no I, I actually choose not to do those I, I I cut it off at midnight I'm not gonna sacrifice my sleep I gotta you know like midnight's okay but anything after that is like no go <laughs> okay another business question you mentioned you're doing a workshop in Manila how did you fill the room yeah, great question. Um, so I've done workshops around the world now, and um, I've spoken all six continents, and I've done workshops in North America, South America, and here in Asia. And I always partner with the local person. Uh, so that local person and me, I usually connect with them on uh, social media, uh, on Facebook groups or meetup groups, and I ask the local person if they'd be interested in uh, running a workshop together. Uh, they already have existing audience, either their meetup organizers or they uh, have a Facebook group uh, they have a regular network of people that they regularly do events for anyway and I say hey I'm coming from Canada I'm an international speaker how would you like to have international speaker come to speak to your audience for free I speak for free uh, for the talk and then uh, from the talk that's free sell them into the workshop which is paid and then obviously the sales funnel to the group in the private um, so it's always partner with the local um, you can do things like Facebook ads um, posting all the different uh, Facebook groups there's also different meetup groups you can post in so there's a lot of ways that you can organize international talks uh, and then obviously uh, turn the talk into a workshop and then uh, get them into the sales funnel awesome you mentioned an evolution to doing some more done for you services are you how are you provide is that going to be something like you're subcontracting out with providers all over the globe or are you just working a million hours a day no, I, 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 I like to leverage my time and um, spend less time, make more money, right? So um, I happen to be in one of the top outsourcing countries in the world right now, by the way, right? Philippines. And of course, um, India is the other one and my ethnic background is Indian. So I have a big network of people in India and the Philippines. Plus, I've actually been outsourcing stuff to Venezuela. I'm not sure if you're aware or if your listeners are aware. Big economic crisis. A lot of people are struggling financially in Venezuela. Well, guess what? They can do a lot of stuff at a low cost and we're helping them by providing meaningful work so I have a team in Venezuela as well and uh, we can do everything we can do website design graphic design logo design uh, we can do Kindle books illustrations for Kindle books uploading uh, social media marketing and management um, even uh, turning uh, Udemy courses into Kindle books and um, basically whatever someone needs that's uh, digitally uh, possible we can make make it happen that is awesome what do you, I know your time is incredibly busy no matter where you are. So a couple last few wrap up questions. What do you like best about being a digital nomad? 
Well, the world is incredible, Seth. Uh, you know, the fact that I've uh, been to 81 countries already, and there's still, there's 193, so I still have a long way to go. And the fact that I've seen, like, the Taj Mahal, the Great Wall of China, the pyramids, seen Machu Picchu, uh, been to Animal Safari, uh, been to the tallest building in the world in um, uh, Dubai, uh, the Burj Khalifa. So all these moments have been incredible, not for me, but for my kids. The fact that my kids have been to all these places as well, it's like, how many five-year-old kids have been to uh, like animal safari at that age or like the, you know, that, that many countries? So uh, the fact that we are able to see so much of this world, a lot of us take for granted back in Vancouver. I was just in the suburban bubble, you know, going back and forth from school, uh, going back and forth work. And I sometimes forgot that we have this incredible world to see. So that's what I love the best, the ability to see all the, the incredible beauty of this world. And also when we travel, we see a lot of struggles too. I mean, poverty in Vancouver is nothing like the poverty we see in the Philippines or in India or in Africa, where it's like survival poverty, right? So survival poverty is very uh, much a struggle. So one of my latest passions is like, how do I uh, switch the mindset from someone who's poor to actually helping them believe that they can travel the world? And it's easy for me to teach travel to a North American audience or your audience, but it's, uh, I, I never want to say the word harder, but it's, uh, there's more challenges associated with uh, teaching a poor person that they too have the power abilities and the internet, which allows everyone the equal plane to make money. It doesn't matter what your passport is or the color of your skin or your, the, uh, where you're born, but through the internet, everyone can make money online. And that's what I want to teach, not just to North Americans or Westerners, but also to Asians and Latin Americans and Africans too. That is absolutely awesome for our viewers and our listeners who are resonating with this and want to learn more about how they can become a digital nomad or learn from one. What are, because obviously you've got some incredible productivity and time management skills. What is the best way for them to learn more about you? Yeah, productivity and time management. You know, it's all about prioritization at the end of the day. I prioritize faith first, family second, and then freedom third. Freedom's always greater than finance. I won't trade my freedom for finance. I'd rather make less money and more, have more freedom. So in terms of how can people reach me, um, if they're interested in the whole fatherhood side of things and family travel, daddyblogger.com. And if they're interested in being a digital nomad, I have digitalnomadmastery.com. Plus, I have a podcast with uh, a good friend and host here, Seth was on. Uh, so that's a digital nomad mastery podcast, which I've interviewed 500 plus digital nomads uh, so if you're interested in this area of digital nomadism i got a whole bunch of free content through my podcast i have udemy courses uh books and at the end of the day i just want to help people so reach out uh, you can contact me through my website and connect me on social media i'd be happy to help you make your travel dreams come true awesome ricky thank you so much for joining us we greatly appreciate it and i appreciate you seth keep up the great work with what you're doing thank you thanks everybody for watching and listening we will see you next time do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.